Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. One of the things that uh, somebody said, actually my wife had said to me, because one of my biggest mistakes in life was when I meet someone to start trying to tell them about me. And she said, you know, my wife said to me, you need to learn that when you meet people to find out about them and be interest, truly interested in them. You know, if they want to ask about you, let that then answer. But there's so many times, right, that we go in and we're so keen to get our business or to get to, you know, that we just want to tell people about how great we are and that's why you should do business. And Jesus never did that. You, you'll notice that when Jesus dealt with people, he always dealt with them by asking questions. He didn't come, hey, I'm the son of God. What do you think? <laughs> you know, he went in yeah. and he wanted to find out about them. Yeah. And there goes your book and I'll get it in a second. But, yeah. but you know, that's the, I guess that's how you build relational capital is, is being more interested in them and serving them than trying to serve your agenda and that's being right. authentic. That's right. That's right. Oh, authenticity is a necessity. That's non-negotiable. Yes. Um, and then I, I always say we have two ears and one mouth. And if we use them proportionately, we will build powerful relationships. Yes. So, yes, asking questions, being curious, authentically curious, and, and, and recognizing, oh, you know what, that person and I probably are not a fit for business, not today anyway. However, I should introduce them to my friend Bob Jones. Who, right. Tom Jones? No, yeah. <laughs> just just in, any friend who I say, oh, you know who would really be, and it doesn't promise they'll do business together. It's just the fact that you were willing to give something, the yes. fact that you're willing to give anything, because people truly, the, the more you give them, the more they feel obligated to give back to you. Right. Right? So it's just, it's a reciprocity. Right. And, and if you do it with trueness and greatness and, and, and with no hidden agenda, it actually happens faster. Transparency. Yeah. Mm. And, then, and it just becomes exponential. And, you know, the nice thing I know when I walk into a room, I have to say, this is really funny. I went to a conference in New Orleans. Robert Kiyosaki was there. Um, some other very famous real estate people were there. And, and I'm friends with all of them. And and I'm standing in the lobby and I see a gentleman across the room look at me and he smiles and he's looking at me like he knows me. And I thought, oh, have we met? Did we meet while I was sick? And I don't remember him. You know, just I was trying to think because he's walking towards me, mm. clearly coming to see me. And he walks up and I don't have a name badge on or anything. He has his name badge on and he starts, he's like, oh my gosh, it is so good to see you. And I'm like, oh, I've had that before. <laughs> I, like, I, I said, I'm so sorry. You're going to remind me. Have we, what's your name? Have we met somewhere? He goes, and he stops, he goes, you, you are Tammy Thrasher Mitchell, right? And I said, yes. I'm just so sorry. I just, I, I don't remember, you know, he goes, no, we've never met. I just, I follow you on Facebook and, and LinkedIn. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Today's world's very different, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is very different. And that's the thing is you don't even realize, I tell people, social media is a powerful platform and you should leverage it and use it and use it for good. Use your powers for good. Understand that when you see, if you get a hundred likes on something, 
probably 10x that have seen it yes and not commented or liked it and, yes. and that's my guesstimation i just know that when i have conversations with people or i go places i start having i start hearing things that i know they would only know through social media yes. and they're not engaging with me there right and so and that's okay because i'm an eyeball the eyeball yeah. i'd rather hang out with somebody in person anyway yeah. Yeah. but i don't have time to do that so i use other tools i use social media i use zoom uh, I, I actually have something on Zoom that, that I, I call um, Wine and Dine Online. Yes, oh cool. <laughs> so for people that are in other parts of the world or country and they say, hey, can we get together? We'll have a glass of wine and or water or juice or whatever. And That's awesome. Have a, have a conversation for an hour and, and connect. And, yes, and I do a lot of my interviews on Zoom, so I yes, love Zoom. Zoom I, is awesome. I love Zoom. One of the things, you know, with the whole relational capital, as you were saying, um, you know, and it just got me thinking, you know, maybe I'm totally off, but it's almost like coming out of a conversation with someone, you might not always come out with business, but you come out with a friend. Yeah. You know, um, and so it's it's about that. It's not always, yes, you want business and you want to grow your business and you want to grow your, your so on. But if you don't, you've won a friend anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, and friendship is so in incredibly important in today's isolated world that we live in with social media with all the social yeah. media and everything we isolated yeah. we hidden behind screens we don't like you said do the eyeball to eyeball much anymore that's right you know that's right um yeah you know and one of the things sometimes people will say to me is well how can i how can i build relational capital with 5000 friends online mm. and i say well it it, it is one you're not going to really build that rapport with 5000 people probably right. Uh, but I have to say, when I go through and try to clean house, because I'm maxed out on friends all the time, it's hard to delete because I'm like, oh, I legitimately know them. I've spoken with them. I've done a podcast with them. I've been at a conference with them. We're in a book together. You know, like there's, there's a yeah. list of things where I'm like, oh, can't really delete those. And it starts becoming a long list of who I can't delete. But so what I start doing is say, hey, we haven't, I send them a message, you know, because Facebook now is a powerful tool of Facebook Messenger. Yes. I'll send them a message. Hey, we haven't talked in a while. Tell me what's the most exciting thing going on in your life right now. Or how can I support you? Or how are the wow. kids? Or just, just touching, you know, because. Mm. So I actually intentionally every single day spend 30 minutes on social media just connecting with different people, especially people that I know I need to build a stronger, more significant relationship with. Right. For one reason or another, whatever. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's a spiritual thing for me. Yes. Like I need that person in my spiritual space because we all have a wheel, right? And we should have fitness and wealth and, and health and family and spiritual and Goal, whatever it is, whatever is on our wheel, there are big rocks and we need to know what they are. And if we don't figure them out, but yes. I have different people in different space, right? Not everybody is in my business. No. Some people are related to my family stuff. Some people are related to my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Some people are related to my book clubs or my masterminds or, and, and Jim Rohn said, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Mm. And I said, gosh, I have a lot of fives. Okay, wow. but in, what I've decided is in each circle, I have to have a killer set of five in each circle to thrive mm. in that circle. Oh wow! And so I have, I, I probably have fifty really awesome people that I interact with very regularly. Right. You know, but those are the people that keep me motivated, keep me going, hold me accountable. Don't take my lies to myself. You know who cry with me, who celebrate with me, who, who, and, and I do the same with them. Yes. Right. Yes. And so it is important to discern who, who do I let in my space? Mm -hmm. 
you yeah. know, because just because they're family or we love them doesn't mean they have to be in our most inner circle and no. we have to let them influence us. Yes, and I think that's where people get it. So sometimes they surround themselves with the wrong people and then they wonder why they're negative or why they, you know, you know, birds of a feather flock yes. together. And so just because it's a family member, now I'm not saying kick all your family members out, but just because it's a family member, yes, be cordial, be kind, be all those things to them. Can but love they, from a distance. yeah, but you can love, yeah, love them from a distance, right? Yeah. Because if you let them in that circle and they're the negative one or the, you know, the one that's always telling you how bad you are, there's, you, you choose to who you need to listen to. Oh, yes, because the mind is powerful and it believes what it hears. Yes. And so you do. I draw a lot of lines in the sand and I, I, it's, I've offended a lot of people in my family through the years, not just my immediate, but my extended family, because I drew lines in the sand. I said, look, I doesn't mean I don't love. Yes. But it means I love myself more. Right. I respect myself, love myself, and I'm going to break cycles that I don't believe are healthy. Mm. And I'm not going to let those cycles be part of my children's legacy. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That and you, so you, true. you have to choose. And, and I think God wants us to choose. I think just because he put things in our life doesn't mean he intended them to stay there. Maybe he's testing no, us no. to make good choices. Right. We do have our valleys, and we, we, but staying in them is not a good thing. You know, you want to walk through those valleys. You want to get out the other side. You know, speaking of valleys, life is a series of peaks and so, valleys. And, and one of the things I learned recently was we do our planting in the valley. That's mm. that's where we plant. That's where we that's where we're harvesting. Yes. So we're prepared to yes. be able to climb up the peaks and enjoy the view. But we can't stay up there either. We have to come back down into the valley. So, right. So if we view it as being in the valley is an opportunity to grow mm. and being at the peak is an opportunity to celebrate yes. that growth. Oh wow, that's very good. Very good. So You've had, Tammy is a, co is a co-author in this book called Resilience, and it's the turning your setbacks to comebacks with multiple amazing authors. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about Tammy's uh, setbacks and comebacks. I mean, she's had some amazing comebacks from some amazing setbacks. Like, for my viewers and listeners, whatever setback you're in right now, maybe you're living in a setback right now, it's, don't focus on the on the on the setback. Realize your comebacks around the corner, and like Tammy, though some of the things were really difficult, uh, she, she never allowed those things. Or the well, let me put it this way: there were times she did because none of us are perfect. But obviously, as you can see, she always kept the view on her comeback: what was going to happen in the future, uh, not staying in the deep dark valley. But there is a light on the other side. One of the things I uh, heard you saying, Tammy, now we spoke about one of the passions that were birthed out of this whole, uh, you know, like a phoenix rising from the ashes was this relational capital that you started to realize that people are more important than just the business that you do with them. They're, it's building relationship, a real relationship, not networking, but as you say, the networking is great, but it's, it's not about networking, it's about connections, about connecting with people. Something else, though, that I found that you birthed out of this whole thing was a desire and a passion for women. Yes. And uh, when I say that, let's kind of unwrap that a little bit. What, what, when I say you've got a passion and desire for women, in what, in what sense and why? Right. And it's not, exclusive. it's not excluding men. It's that I feel like women specifically, uh, well... 
let me say this. I'll, I'll start with myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, in our conversations, we've talked about, I'm, I'm a strong driven woman, results oriented, get a lot of things done. And I've had a lot of people, um, want to partner with me do business with me because they see my strengths. And I'm grateful. Let me right. just say, I'm very grateful. And, and sometimes when people approached me, it became overwhelming because there were too many opportunities. So mm-hmm. I had to start kind of going, wait, where do I want to focus? One of the other struggles that I had was owning my strength, my power, and my skills because I grew up in a world where humility, especially for women, mm-hmm. was important to be humble and not let the ego take over. And so I really struggled with, oh, how can I be this strong? How can I be this influential? How can I be this powerful and not be egotistical? Mm. And, and if you know that, tell me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, what I, what I also really learned was that I was lack so so as much as I was confident in a lot of places, it was because that's where I was extremely competent, mm. which takes practice. Yes, it takes re- repetition. It uh-huh. takes persistence. Um, and so none of none of us. Um, um, I have a, a friend. His name's Brian Smith. He's actually the founder of UGG Boots, and he mm-hmm. he wrote a book called The Birthing of a Brand. And it's a great marketing and business book. However, I kind of stole the concepts and I apply them to relational capital and and my journey. And that is that we have to remember nobody is born with skills. Right. Love is the first thing we know. Yes. It's the easiest thing for us to know. Right. Um, and, but, but nobody's born walking, chewing steak, you know, riding, riding a unicycle, like any of those things that we do, they, they come from nurturing experience, failure. Right. Right. Um, and, and if we actually looked at our first five years and how many times we failed, if we had any sense of a 40 year old, we'd quit and stop life. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so just remember, there is power in failure. Yes. You know? Okay. So so I I became competent in a lot of things. One thing I was not competent with as a woman was 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 owning my power as a woman and 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 valuing my strengths as a woman and not just a woman but a woman who. And I don't want to get into like the Me Too movement or abuse, but but I came from, unfortunately, a lot of abuse, emotional and physical abuse from different places in my life. And if I really were to um, empower those moments where I was victimized, I would be a statistic. Mm. I would be dead. I would be a prostitute. I would be a drug addict, an alcoholic. Like I could easily have a million excuses to justify being insignificant, worthless, and and not success oriented and and driven to create an abundant legacy. Wow. And I had to choose. I had to choose that I may have been victimized in a moment multiple moments, different moments in time at different ages and stages. However, I will not be a victim. I am victorious. Yes. I will take that victim victimization and, and empower my strengths and yes. create greatness. So so that is one of the reasons that I have a heart for serving and guiding and empowering other women because I think women have a hard time letting go of some of those tragedies. Yes. 
and we'll hold on to them and feel guilty. And, and, and I felt a lot of guilt. And what I realized along the way was I hadn't owned and accepted and received my own self-love. And so as much as people saw me as awesome and this great speaker and this, 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 this person doing great things, it was very recently that I realized I'm not owning and receiving grace and self-love and and i'm as much as i'm doing great things i'm not giving myself permission to be my truest and best self inside to me wow wow why why do you think that was um i think it was a lack of awareness for one thing um like because life was good i was doing good things right you know and and that goes back to maybe that's why i've been really reflecting on making easy choices and tough choices my some of my easy choices that were tough actually allowed me to take action to create momentum to Mm. create success in business Mm. and i focused on so much of my business and i focused on my children and i focused on my masterminds and i didn't focus on my self-care and my self-love because that was harder yes that that was going to require me to own and look at and and I and the thing was the truth was some of the things that happened to me I believed I had forgotten or I had mm. put away or I had dealt with or I was coping with and I was I was coping mm. but I wasn't releasing yes wow and and so I I want to create um you know and this is not done yet you and I've discussed this but I do want to create a program a platform that that we create a safe space for women. And you don't have to be, de- I mean, let me say this. I think we're all a different kind of broken. Yes. I think we all have some skeletons in our closet. We all have some damage. It's a matter of how deep are those wounds and how are we letting those wounds heal? Right, right. And, and how are we letting them define us? Because those moments don't define us. Our belief in those moments mm. are what define us. Mm. And so I, um, I am excited to create space, a safe space that empowers women to come, whatever their story is, to, to, to talk about wealth, wellness, wisdom. So because I clearly have a, a passion for wellness mm. and a journey for how to live our optimal selves and, and ask yes. the questions and own our, we- our health. I also believe that a lot of women let the men in their lives dictate their wealth mm-hmm. um, or they don't own the decisions around financial competence and security and and whether it's a divorce, a death or or different variables in life. Mm-hmm. The truth is all of us need to own our wealth building, mm-hmm. our residual income, our financial legacy. And it doesn't mean exclude the men in our lives just means be prepared to have more intelligent, intentional conversations mm. and be a part of the process and the journey and create things for your family and yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, n- nothing in, in this concept is anti-men in any way. It's- uh, well, that's what, this is what I want to do, kind of, you know, kind of focus on, because I know your heart and I know you. Um, so I want to kind of ask this question. I know that you probably haven't prepared for this question. Well, none of this you prepared for. No, I, I mean, none of this is scripted. No. I, I wanted this just to be a conversation. Um, but I had heard you mention this earlier in our conversations. What do you think, you know, talking, we're talking about a different woman in the 21st century to any woman in the previous centuries. Um, the woman of the 21st century is a, is a, is a different beast, if you would. <clears throat> 
to previous generation women. Um, I mean, just in the 21st, 20th century, in the 1990s and 1980s and 1970s, 1940s, I mean, just in the 2000s, so different. How do you think um, the women's lib, the Me Too movement, and some of these movements have uh, affected women in the 21st century? Um, have you feel, felt that it's been a positive thing, a negative thing, or a mixture of in these in uh, of both um, what are some of the dangers of these movements what are some of the positives of these movements and being a woman who believes in empowering women because that's what really needs to happen women there, there has been a you know areas where women have been need to be repowered right. in a sense but on the other hand not to the detriment and this is where I kind of come in and I say not to the detriment of men Man, no I, because they both have their place. They absolutely both have their place. And I think that's the most important statement anybody can ever make. It doesn't need to take away from one or the other. Exactly. I think they both have strengths the other one cannot, does not have. Mm -hmm. And I think where we start to step on the toes of each other is where we start getting some of these movements and attitudes and struggles that don't need to be. And I'm not saying that that there aren't times where a single mom doesn't have to step up and play the dad to her children. Right. You know, whether she chose to be a single mom or not, doesn't matter, it's not for me to judge. She still has an obligation to create a whole environment for her children, mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't mean she has to show up in the masculine and be, be domineering and strong. It just means she has to bring some value that typically the traditional father would bring into the home. Right. 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 And, 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 I, and single dads, I have a brother who's a single dad right now with two children and he's having to find his maternal instincts. And yeah. He's learning systems and processes and, and, and emotions that aren't natural to him. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that there are places where we, we cross paths because we need to um, of, of what our natural roles and responsibilities are. I, um, I do believe that a lot of women are victimized in a situation. How they deal with that is up to them, mm -hmm. not the person who victimized them. The, mm -hmm. the results that come from that experience, yes. they're, they're up to the victim to own the journey for healing mm -hmm. and, and to remember why, get out of the mindset of why is this happening to me? It happened. Get over it. And, yes. the, and I don't mean... Not in a bad, yeah, no, yeah, not in I mean, a bad. I mean, I mean in the, okay, it happened. Are you going to stay and wallow in that pain and that misery? Are you going to just blame, blame, blame? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean... It's like life is a line of dominoes, right? And we all have all these dominoes that cross paths and different series of circumstances led to us to that place where both of us were there and that moment occurred. Right. 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 And I'm not saying God wants us to suffer and wants pain, but uh, but he does want us to heal. Yes. He and he knows we can heal. Yes. And, and he knows that we have the power to forgive. It doesn't mean we have to forget. No. Um, I, I'm personally not a fan of the Me Too movement in the sense of where it has gone. I, I think that, again, we have to choose to, because I was victimized in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I was, um, uh, whether it was, I, I got fired because basically I was a strong woman and I wasn't playing the role of the meek 
little woman who mm-hmm. and, and I stood my ground and I stood up to some people for some things and I got I think uh, you played the role of the weak because meek is as we kind of discussed right. different so you weren't a weak woman no no and they and men don't like men like, no, not say, was, I shouldn't say men in general but when I use the term men those men didn't like right. it right it was and it was a it was a very unique situation and work environment where um, I was in a leadership role and still managers, other my peers didn't mind asking me to go pick up the dry clean. And wow. I wasn't their secretary. No. You know, it wasn't my job. It wasn't their wife. I wasn't their girlfriend. Wow. Um, when we would go eat at restaurants, they wanted to go to Hooters. And I was the only woman in the group. And I didn't, I mean, I would go and, but, you know, the, but then when somebody said, oh, Tammy, you could work here. Oh my God! Okay, then, wow. then it became insulting. Crossing line, yes. yes. So, so I never went out looking for a fight. I never mm. went looking for trouble. I never went looking to accuse or blame or be a victim. But, but circumstances led to an unfortunate situation, and I just I feel like you know what that, but okay, I could either stay in that space and be miserable and harbor ill will and and self doubt, mm-hmm. or I could say okay. I'm going to pick up my pieces. We're done playing that game, and I'm going to move on to a space where I can be, where I can thrive, mm. where I can be my best me. Yes. Where I don't need to worry about that kind of behavior and those kind of people. And if I need choice, counsel- mm. and if I need counseling or therapy or books or something to help me heal, mm. if I need spiritual guidance to help me heal through that, but but to to hold on to the the anger, the pain. The misery, that is a choice, and it hurts me more than it hurts them, mm. okay? Because mm. guess what? They've already forgotten me, right? Yeah, they're they sleeping well at night. Yeah, so <coughs> any, any issues they have, that's for them to sort out. My issues are for me to sort out, Yes. okay? Um, I, I'm, I, I'm all for chivalry. I, as much as I have the ability to do everything on my own, I am all about letting my son, any men in my life, co- you know, I'm happy to let them open the door, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm not insulted by it. I'm not offended by it. I'm grateful that they were kind enough to say, you know, they're going to hold that door for me. Yes. You know, it's like I will hold it for the elderly, right? Yes. Because I'm being respectful and kind. And it's not because somebody is weak or the lesser sex or at a, at a different point in life that they, you know, it's, it's because it's kind and it's yes. respectful yes. and I love to receive respect and however, whatever mm. form it shows up. So I'm grateful for people who want, I think it's very important that men not be pansies. I think it's important that they show up and own their leadership. And it doesn't mean I can't be a leader too, No. but it means that we can have in, intentional, constructive conversations and leverage each other's strengths mm, and powers yes. and leadership skills. And instead of being here or here, we are, even if, whether it's business or personal, we are emphatically, exponentially better collaborative oh, it together is. And, and, and realizing that we each bring great superpowers, yes. that our own superpowers. Well, in, in, in Ephesians, Paul praying, uh, prays to, for us to experience the fullness of God. Uh, one of the things, the only way we can do it is with all the saints. And racism, sexism, any kind of ism, be it, uh, you know, robs that from us. 
because what it does is it stops us from being able to receive from someone else, yeah. from a different sex, from a different learning to that I can receive wisdom from you as a female as much as you can re- receive f- uh, wisdom from me as a male. Uh, and that's where, the, where the, the, the communication lines are broken down is we so cared about the sex right. in not, the sense of male-female, but not the content of what we can give and f- fulfill in one another, you know, mm-hmm. give to one another, be it race or be it sexism right. or be it any of these things. So you have this passion for uh, helping women in their wealth, in their wisdom, in their wellness. wellness. And I mean, what a great, I mean, you know, and so uh, Tammy, with finishing off this interview today, this has been great. I've really enjoyed just chatting with you and just finding all these things. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, if people want to, uh, you know, get you to come and talk at wherever, you know, with their conferences, in their churches, in whatever it is they want to, how would they be able to get hold of you? Do you have a website? Do you have a, a, an email or any other area that is for you where people can say, hey, I'd love to have Tammy come and talk to us about, you know, whatever, any sure. of these things over sure. here. Yeah, um, my, my website is really a real estate website. It is sterlingoaksproperties.com with an S. And people mm-hmm. are welcome to go there. Um, I will say most of the time the best connections come to me through LinkedIn and Facebook. Right. Uh, Facebook Messenger now is an easy way to tag track people down. Tammy Thrasher Mitchell is where you'll find me on both. And no ways. harassment on there. There you go. <laughs> no harassment. Uh, I shut that down quick. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tammy Thrasher Mitchell on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook are the three platforms that I'm probably the most active and and find the most people. So happy to connect, build relationships, um, come speak with people, do podcasts, um, any collaborative. I, 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 I'm a very collaborative oriented girl mm-hmm. and, and, and I love um, connecting people with other great minds Good. as well. So, Good. But no, I appreciate it. I've had a great time and, Thank you. and, and th- grateful for the opportunity to share and hopefully, you know, just touch one person's life that's all i ever hope to do absolutely and 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 thank you so much i i want to leave you with this and then once again not scripted not prepared but uh, maybe talking into the camera talking to directly to the audience maybe there's women out there that have been listening to you and is there any kind of uh, leaving uh, words of wisdom that you want to maybe leave some of the viewers, some of the, the listeners here today when it comes to maybe in the sense of, uh, you know, uh, turning your setback into a comeback or, uh, or and, it could be an or and an and, women out there that maybe are dealing with some of the things that you dealt with and, and they're looking for some wellness, wisdom and, and wealth in their lives. Is there anything maybe that you say, man, if, if I had fi- you know, a minute with somebody, this is what I would tell them. If I had that just minute, you know, and, and it was the last thing I could tell them in life, what would it be? Um, definitely not rehearsed or planned. So I would say my most immediate thoughts would be um, be kind to yourself. Mm. I think that we hold ourselves to a really high standard and we forget to celebrate our wins. Mm. We forget to forgive ourselves and pat ourselves on the back and give ourselves a hug and go surround yourself with the people who will elevate you and remo- remove any of the people that are holding you back mm. or tearing you down and be brave. Just be brave, be wise, be kind. And y- your your most authentic vibe, let it shine and you will attract your truest tribe. 
Thank you so much, Tammy. It has been a pleasure speaking to you today. Thank and, you. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll have more interviews. I know there's a lot more of you. I mean, we've just scraped the surface. <laughs> I know there's a lot more, so I'm sure I that we will hear a lot more. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oren Rudolph.